All right, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on Church of the Corn. You have got myself and the guy, Drake. Drake, how's your weekend been, my friend? You got some yinling there? Good, man. Um, I do, I do. So, I, you know, I was just telling you this story about how I blew up my shoulder on Monday golfing, but we were golfing in Plattsmouth, and uh, they have yingling in Rockport, Missouri. So I drove down to the truck stop after afterwards and bought a couple of cases of yingling for the fourth and been enjoying it. We're, my wife and I, we're in the middle of a, of a move right now that's going to take us probably a little over a week. We're not just gung-ho doing it all at once. So been been moving this weekend and drinking some beer. Uh, smart man. Uh, unfortunately, blowing your shoulder out and moving usually don't go well together, though. That, uh, that yeah, can't feel great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good news is we don't we don't have a ton of furniture that we're moving. We're gonna we're gonna buy new furniture, so it's mainly just been oh, boxes, clothes, and shit. So, yeah, you know, I've hit the point in life where I am uh, I'm hiring movers anytime I move going forward, and, and that started with right. the last two times. Uh, if you are past a certain age, don't don't hire your friends because if you do, you're an asshole. Um, so it's not my bad if you, unless you pay them, no. unless you actually pay them. So that that's the funny thing. Um, or unless last you got time really I helped somebody friends. move, it, last time I helped somebody move, it was pre-COVID. I flew out to Colorado, helped a buddy load up his moving truck to move back here from Colorado, um, and I actually paid for movers to unload the truck when we got back to Omaha. Ever since then, somebody who's asked me to help them move, I give them 50 bucks towards moving expenses. I'm well beyond the age of... Oh, yeah, uh, fuck that. I'm not helping anybody move. Pizza and beer aren't going to cut it for me anymore. Um, No, I'm not, not, you know, 21 years old. That that shit doesn't fly anymore. I got a mortgage. Yeah, we're we're lucky. Uh, My wife has two brothers and... And then the brother, her whole family was texting us, you guys need help? And I was like, no, I don't want help because then I feel obligated to help later on with yes. some other bullshit. We'll see. And that's why I don't want I don't want anyone to help me move because then I'm obligated to return the favor. And that's not fucking happening at this point in my life. It's just yeah. not happening. Maybe I should do what you do and pitch in toward their uh, moving expenses with movers. But yeah, um, we, we, we're not going to get in too deep into this because uh, – you're not the only one that's not having a great weekend, Drake. Um, <laughs> there's a guy over in uh, Evanston, Illinois right now. Uh, little suburb of Chicago there, I believe. Uh, at Northwestern named Pat, Fit- Pat Fitzgerald. That's, I think, having a rough weekend is a pretty pretty fair way to say it. I think that's maybe underselling it a little bit. but Yeah, that, that that's mild for what he's going through. And... Uh... You had brought it up prior to us getting on. I I have avoided reading anything about this with everything going on in my life because it'll just consume me to sit down and read and make jokes about it. Oh, and there's there is a lot to read. I know the jokes are in bad taste. That's just how I uh, how I kind of cope with some of this stuff. So uh, it's better for me to to stay out of this one for a while, but. 
Oh yeah. Go yeah, on. No, I know you have some points you want to make. Um, I do. I do. Um, and it's not so much about anything to do with what, what happened over there or anything like that. Obviously if what happened happened, cause it's all allegations at this point, and I believe it's innocent until proven guilty. Um, that's a shit show, but I've seen a lot of Nebraska fans comparing the 2020 Nebraska saying they wanted to play um, to to this situation. And I've seen that a lot over the last, I don't know, I think it started Saturday, maybe it was today. I, I've seen it, and guys, sometimes we got to read the room a little bit better because I, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think what, what happened at, at alleged at Northwestern is on the level of Penn state by any stretch of the imagination, both sexual crimes, but like that'd be like Nebraska comparing themselves to what happened at Penn state because we wanted to play football in 2020. Like guys got to read the room a little bit better than that. They, these aren't the same things. Yeah. I, it, it's just a giant, I, I get it. Like it's another I black guess. guy for the big 10, but at the same time, Maybe we just sit this one out in Nebraska. Fans, like, just have our popcorn and watch. I I haven't seen these comparisons you've made, but the only thing I can think of is – not saying that anyone if, has, but that's kind if, of if – they're, If they're going to compare the, the inevitable punishment to what Nebraska received, and that was people wanting to kick us out of the Big Ten for wanting to play football and things like that, I guess I can, I can find some lineage in that joke, but – I just I'm getting yeah, away from it. I yeah, I just I, that's why I don't want to go too deep into it because it's it's gonna be it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better with anything that happens over there at this point. It's crazy because Fitzgerald was the one coach that you like. Yeah, the dude has no baggage. T- turns out there might be quite a bit of baggage that's been going on the last few T- years. Turns out everybody in this industry has some form of baggage. It's it's fucking wild um but yeah when you get some time just 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 give yourself 10 15 minutes to read the allegations it's it's pretty 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 crazy uh or don't it's completely up to you but do you think because i've seen this put out there as well and not trying to bury the guy but do you think fitzgerald survives this one oh i think it's too early to tell i do too I know he's got, yeah, I know he got it two no. weeks, but who the f- who are you going to bring in that's got the allure of a Fitzgerald at Northwestern right now? I mean, you I don't. don't. Think there's um, nobody. I I want to say he survives because of what he's done for that program, like. But how much leeway do you give him in a situation like this? I don't, I don't know, like. I think the initial allegations he survived, but they've only continued to get worse. Is my understanding? Yeah, they have not gotten better, and and they've been yeah, just more at this point. More keeps coming out, and man, I just i I find it hard that he survives. But would I be overly surprised if he gets like a year long suspension and then is able to come back? No. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It may be a little early. I, I'm gonna say I don't think he ends up surviving this one. Uh, I think he gets the axe because, like you said, it's not getting better at this point. It's not like, well, they did a car wash. The 
in quotations car wash, but then they did this good deed. Like it's not getting better. It's just getting worse. So yeah, I, I've just seen the kind of tone deaf uh, comparisons last this weekend. So yeah, let's maybe sit this one out Nebraska fans. But uh, as we all know, this time of year, it's kind of a dead point uh, in the season or before the season uh, before fall or uh, yeah, fall camp gets rolling and everything. And there, there's a lot of talent, you know, in the top probably, I don't know, 10, 10 teams in, in FBS football. There's those are your, your, you know, your playoff contenders year after year. And this year, I, I feel like there's a lot more. I think Georgia's far and away your, your best team in the country. But like your top five other than that, that's kind of what I wanted to break down tonight. I, I came up with six because I knew who I was doing a podcast with, and I figured you were going to do the same. Um, <laughs> so I, I figured what we would do is uh, go through our top six teams in the country tonight and uh, see if we got any common common themes here. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, did you do six or did you do five? Uh, I, I can throw in a six. I had a sleeper. Okay, well, you know what? Let's let's let you start off. Start off with your sleeper, because I guess I could say okay. my six would be the sleeper as well, or kind of a wild card, if you will. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so my number six team, uh, I'm not overly confident in it, but would it surprise me if they got to this level? Absolutely not. Um, I I have North Carolina in that in that top six. Whoa. You have, okay. You have Drake May coming back. Um, they've been hit or miss each of the last two years on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I just I think that they're able. I think there's there's a spot for Mac Brown to get this team into the playoff hunt. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, but the ACC isn't as brutal of a conference as it has been in the past. Um, you have Drake May, who I you know I think the world of. I, I think there's a shot for them to get into that conversation. I don't think they're there yet, but I think they're a lot closer than people are giving them credit for. Do you think, um, because obviously Phil Longo left from uh, Carolina to go up to Wisconsin uh, to join Fickle up there. Do you think Drake may sees any kind of, I don't know, ill, ill effects of, of a new coordinator this season? Cause he blew up last season. I think it was his red shirt freshman yeah. season. I, I think there's definitely room for regression. Um, you know, I just – you don't know what you're going to get with the new OC. Um, him and Longo obviously had a really good relationship, and they were kind of in sync with everything. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be surprising if there's no regression. Maybe not in quality of play, but in quality of numbers. Um, I I – I think there's an early regression and then he gets back to, to performing at a high level mid to late season. Yeah. I mean, even if you were just going to tell me, no, you don't think there's any regression. I could have believed you because I think Drake may is that good. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I think it'll go down to him and I think Caleb Williams will probably be your two front runners in the Heisman race this season. It, it, it's mm-hmm. wild um, how well he did in his first full year starting. But it, it's even crazier that he got stolen from uh, Alabama. Which... Yeah, he's he's got all the tools, and North 
Carolina is his dream school, which is why he didn't follow Longo to Wisconsin. Um, I, I think the kid's special, man. I really do. Uh, I said numerous times last year, I, I feel like he was legitimately the best pro prospect at quarterback in, in playing football last year. I, I think he's that good. Um, I think Caleb Williams is obviously elite as well. I just think Drake May has more to offer at the NFL level. Yeah, I think it it comes down to do you want a more mobile guy or do you want a more – because May isn't a statue by, back there by any stretch of the imagination, but do you want a guy like Williams who's an uh, improviser or do you want a guy that's going to stand back there and distribute the ball? But May does it at a high level, so it's not like he's not uh, impressive as hell with what he does. Um, I, you know, number six for me, I went Alabama. Um, are they slipping from really, where? That low, huh? Yeah, I, I've kind of got an interesting top five. I I feel like. Um, okay. And, and I feel like they're a wild card. The reason I feel like they're such a wild card right now is because Alabama loses talent every year in the NFL draft. Um, Bryce Young and Will Anderson going two and three in the draft. That's that's a big hit. But usually anytime they've replaced a quarterback in the past, the last, I don't know, probably half a decade or so, they've replaced the quarterback with a more talented quarterback. And this is the one time I don't think they do that. Uh, you got Jalen Monroe, Ty Simpson, and then uh, Buckner from no- Notre Dame. And I feel like the step down that they're making this this year is a gigantic step down compared to when they went from like Hertz to Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa to um, Young. I don't feel like they made any step downs. I think they were actually steps up every time. I think it's just a, a gigantic step down in the quarterback position this season. Yeah, I mean, you could even argue from Tua to Mac Jones was a slight step down, but not not what you. Oh, I even forgot about Mac Jones. Here. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, even but what you are predicting here, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just is there going to be a step back from Bryce Young? Yes, Bryce Bryce Young is special, but. Alabama, I, I would argue that over the last 10 years, Alabama has put a much bigger emphasis on quarterbacks. You're not you don't have AJ McCarron anymore, right? The quarterbacks yeah. are legitimate NFL quarterbacks. And I expect that to stay the same. I just I don't know what you're gonna get out of the next out of the new guy. Um yeah. so I I don't I don't disagree that Alabama is in that sixth spot. I probably still have them a little bit higher. Um, just because at this point it's really hard to bet against Saban. That's why I gave him the benefit of the benefit of where he's at at having him at six. You could convince me to have him as high as three. I think a lot of it comes down to what is Tommy Reese going to do on the offensive side? Because remember, he got brought in from Notre Dame. Uh, do they go with Monroe, who's a runner? Do you go with Simpson, who's a passer, a young one at that? Um, or do you go Buckner, who transferred in late? Honestly, I feel like they yeah, go with Monroe, but spread it out a little bit more by having a lot more quarterback run. Yeah, it, it just kind of depends on what what else what what Saban and uh, Tommy Reese feel like they have surrounding that quarterback, um, which you know is going to be pretty damn good regardless. Absolutely. 
Well, and um, then they just, have Kevin Still as well on the de- defensive side. So Saban replaces mm-hmm. two coordinators again. Yep. Which historically has not been his problem. Um, I don't know if I'm as sold uh, on Tommy Reese as I am any other coordinator he's used as a replacement. So I guess I, I expect an offensive step back, but I still think their defense is going to be elite. Yeah, I could, I could, I'm not a fan of Reese, honestly, from even when he played at Notre Dame. Uh, so I think Alabama takes a pretty good step back on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I do feel like they'll get the quarterback situation figured out, just not this year. So let's bump to who do you got at your fifth spot? Uh, my fifth spot, uh, another ACC team. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching this Florida State team this year. I, you could convince me that they get as high as two in the in the playoff seedings potentially um you know you have veteran jordan travis coming back at quarterback in i think in all conferences especially not i guess you can take it out of the sec because i'm wasn't blown away by stetson bennett and i wasn't blown away by Tua Tagovailoa at alabama or mac jones or any of those guys but every other power conference it starts and ends with quarterback for the most part. Now, obviously, you have to have the other pieces. But I love Jordan Travis and, you know, getting guys like Keon Coleman from Michigan State and Jaheim Bell from South Carolina. Their their portal run this year was pretty impressive. Um, I I think they could be really good. I They could be explosive this year. Well, and you got Jared Verse, who's one of the best pass rushers in the country. Um, I remember Nebraska was in on him in the transfer portal. They 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 look like a Florida State team of older. Like they're starting to round into those old teams with those long, athletic, big dudes out there. College football is better. They're a lot a closer like to a Bobby. Ba- yeah, they're a lot closer to a Bobby Bowden team than they are of recent years. Absolutely, and that's and that's what they need to get back to. Um, those, those are powerhouse teams under Bowden. But, yeah, Ed, Travis looks like a legit NFL dude. Um, I thought, honestly, Norvell was going to be on the hot seat. I didn't know what Norvell was going to do after last season or leading going into last season. And I thought, honestly, Dion would take the Colorado job for a season if Norvell bottomed out and take that job. Norvell might have shit rolling down there. So, it, it's it, I hope Florida State's back. It's going to be fun to watch them this season. Um, yeah, for sure. I went USC at number five. Okay. I I argued with myself about this for about 20 minutes. USC, we all know what they got on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you've got Caleb Williams over there, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Lincoln Riley, best head co- one of the best head coaches and offensive minds in the country. You got a wide open offense. You play in the Pac-12, but they don't believe in defense except for like two teams. Um the biggest problem I've got with USC is is the defensive side of the ball. They kept Alex Grinch after I believe they gave up over 300 yards to Tulane. And that's what keeps replaying through my head every time I think of this USC team is they got ran up and down the field by Tulane. So while I love the offense, yeah, and- the defense concerns me. And- And they, yeah, I just, it would, 
they they don't look good against Utah. Um, I I think they're going to be in the conversation again this year. I just don't know that they are going to make the jumps that that you expect them to make to get get here because I I think they're going to struggle against teams like Utah that are are big and strong defensively. Um, yeah. Well, that's when they struggled last year is when they got punched in the mouth when they weren't able to have the defense on their heels and the offense yep. was, you know, getting it taken to them. Like, you've seen how badly they struggled with a physical team. Utah mm-hmm. did it twice, and it was it was kind of shocking to watch because you still expected USC to pull it out. But those physical teams just beat the shit out of you, and, and, and that's what they did well. But there's really two stretches, I think, for USC that are going to de- – you know, really determine their season. It's October 14th, which is at Notre Dame, and the 21st, which is versus Utah. So two physical teams back-to-back there. And then this three-game stretch of uh, the 4th at Washington, the 11th at – or, sorry, uh, the 4th versus Washington, so that would be at home for USC, the 11th at Oregon, and then the 18th at UCLA. So you've got two big five-game – or, you know, five games total there that – that's going to be hard. Those are some tough stretches they got this season. Going for a minute. Drake will be back here in just a moment with us. Sorry about that, everybody. That's uh, it's electronics for us. Um, yeah, so going back to that thing about USC, five games or, you know, those five games right there, I think make or break their season. They did have a lot of transfers come in this offseason on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. I will say the one thing about the defensive line that gives you a little bit of hope is they did get three big transfers, Keon Barnes from Arizona, Jack Sullivan from Purdue, and then Barry Alexander from Georgia, um, which you're, you know, you got to imagine with everything that they've poured into NIL that they were expecting those guys to make an immediate impact. So um, transfers also from Austin Jones uh, from Stanford, uh, Marshawn Lloyd from South Carolina, and then Mario Williams, the big time wide receiver from Oklahoma. So offensively they're loaded, but what can they do defensively? Um, I'll jump into my number four while Drake's doing his thing. I'll be back. I got Ohio state number four Um, incredible amount of production uh, is, is being lost on the offensive side of the ball to the NFL draft. Uh, you know, you, you lose Stroud, uh, who is a Heisman level quarterback to the NFL draft. That That's huge. And, and you got to wonder if they can, the quarterback this season, if they need that quarterback to be the level of CJ Stroud or can Trayvon Henderson Get, get healthy back to where he was, you know, when he put up, oh, I believe it was almost 2,000 yards. Uh, and, and will he be able to take some of that pressure off the shoulders of first-year starter Kyle McCord? Talented quarterback, big-arm quarterback with one of the most loaded wide receiver rooms in the country and the number one wide receiver the last few seasons, I think, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, who will finally step in being the number one. I believe he was last year as well, but the far away, far and away number one. Uh, you got Julian Fleming, who steps up in the number two spot. Or is it going to be someone else in that wide receiver room? Because that room is extremely deep with Brian Hartline doing his job as well as any head or any position coach in the country actually bumping the offense coordinator this season. Um, it's, it's 
and losing first rounders after year after year and still being able to produce like they did. The biggest problem for Ohio State is going to be the defensive side of the ball. Can they get it figured out under Knowles? And we are joined by Drake again. What's up, bud? Well, not much, man. Sorry about that. Internet got a little spotty, so I had to God reboot damn, the computer. And, uh, yeah, I rebooted the computer, got on my hotspot. We should be good now. No, you're um, good, brother. I just I just gave my, my number four, which was uh, Ohio State. Okay. Mm. So I'll, I'll skip ahead. My my number my, my number four was actually USC. I had them one spot higher than you did. Okay. Um, even even though I'm not overly confident in them. Um, my my number three is Michigan. Okay. Um, now you could convince me Michigan is as low as eight, um, just with some of their question marks. But I, you know, I I think they are right where they need to be. Uh, you have some question marks. How healthy is Blake Corum coming back off of that injury? I think he's going to be fine. Everything sounds like he's going to be fine. Um, the big question is, what what kind of improvement does J.J. McCarthy make? Uh, you can convince me that Michigan is anywhere from, from the one seed all the way down to number eight, um, just because their, their turnaround the last three years under Harbaugh has been impressive. Um, my question is, are they too focused on just beating Ohio State? And, and not being prepared for, for the playoff? Or did they just shit the bed in the playoffs the last two years? That's my question. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy is definitely going to be improved. Uh, that offensive line is still going to be big and mean. And I I, I, I think they're going to be a three or a two seed. Yeah, uh, Michigan, I like that you brought that up because I feel like the problem that Michigan football has is the same problem that Big Ten basketball has when it comes to tournament play. Is it built toward doing, you know, winning your conference or is it built toward winning in the playoffs? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Michigan right now is built to be the bullies of the Big Ten, which they've built up well with their offensive and defensive line play. And the, they've got thumpers on both sides of the ball. But I, I think they are severely lacking on the um, edges, especially in the wide receiver room. They've got some great defensive players, but once again, uh, that's on yeah. the defensive line. Uh, it's, it's your linebacking core. Ernest House been transferring in there. And as much, as, as much talent as they've put out on the, the defensive line the last few years, who, who steps in and fills those spots right now? This season, you know, you just lost yeah. two more guys to the NFL, and that's after losing um, Hutchinson and Ojabo in the first round, I believe. So, you know, you you lose a lot of talent. Um, who steps in? That's that's my concern with Michigan at this point is just who fills that gap there. Yeah, I I I think Michigan is they're not quite there yet, but they are a lot closer to Iowa in terms of. Hey, they are losing a lot, and we expect them to take a step back. But everybody that they have in in reserves ends up being just as good, if not better, when it's their turn. And you know, I think a guy like Ernest Hausman making that move to Michigan, he didn't go to Michigan not to play. Um, and I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a good year there. Um, Sucks that he's not on Nebraska. He's not a Cornhusker anymore. But um, 
I'm definitely gonna be watching those Michigan games, looking for him to to show out. Yeah, that's that's one transfer that I was like, ah, fuck, that one hurts. But I understand the transfer at the same time. Like, you're going to Michigan, a, a national title contending team. Like, fuck, I get it. That sucks, but I get it. So yeah, and Michigan was was his dream school in high school. So yep, I just um, don't believe he got to make the visit because of COVID. If, if I remember right. Something like that. I, d- I don't even know if he ever had an offer from them. That could be um, too. Well, he's got a hell of an offer now. Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. The kid was probably under recruited and just kind of fell into Nebraska's lap. Um, playing, playing for Columbus high school. Well, yeah. Dude, you're in dude the middle can play. Of fuck nowhere. And yeah, he, he was a tremendous athlete. And you've seen when it, the, the game mentally matched up with his physical game like what he was able to do. And also, let's not forget, Ernest Houseman was a guest on this podcast a while back, too. So, Yes, he was. Friend of the program. That's that's how this shit works. Uh, my three is Clemson. I got, I'm got i high on Clemson this year. And I don't know why, and I fucking hate it. Because I cannot stand Clemson. But... I'm out uh, on Clemson. You are? Okay. Do you want to hear why I'm in because I'm really interested on in why you're out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear it. Okay, so you you got a true for I don't think he's a true freshman. I can't remember. I don't know if I, don't, I guess I don't know if he played enough games for it to count last year. But uh, Cade Klubnik, the the five star quarterback, I think he's yeah, finally he'll be a sophomore. Yep. Okay, so he's gonna be because I know he played in the ACC championship and the um, the game against Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, I believe. Shit the bed completely against Tennessee, but neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he went 20 for 24 against North Carolina in the ACC championship. So he's a talented kid, big arm. They got Shipley back in the backfield who put up 15 touchdowns last year. But it's more that they get Garrett Riley from TCU, the uh, OC from, from TCU last season. I think that he's going to make a tremendous impact on that offense, on that offense. So I think they're going to open it up quite a bit more. And I think that you're going to see that kind of huck it, chuck it like they had with uh, Lawrence. A little bit more of a deep ball threat than they had with Ungulele. Yeah, no, I I love that quarterback. I, I think he I think he's a stud. Um, I just – I feel like the Dabo magic has, has run its course. I hope you're um, right, and I hope I'm wrong. And I just I, want to be so wrong, wrong about this. Can't stand I, Bo. I, I say it all the time about Bo. Um, it, if we would have let Bo stay, I think I think it would have got significantly worse for Bo. And, and the people who still defend Bo, I don't th- believe that his his defenders would have as much of a leg to stand on if we would have let him fail. Um, the writing was on the wall. I think that's where Dabo's at now where, you know, he hit his peak and, you know, his peak is pretty goddamn good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, But I just, I Clemson isn't a program in my mind that can have that level of sustained success. And Dabo should have taken the chance after he won his second title to get out, go to a program that, that, can sustain that success because let's be honest Dabo's really just waiting for his shot at Alabama right I mean are we, are we refuting yeah. that 
Yeah, I, I think when the Alabama spot opens up, there's only two guys I could think of, and it's uh, Dabo and it's Smart, but Smart's an alum of, of Georgia, so what does going to Alabama do for him? No, nothing. So Absolutely. I, I, I just I think Dabo overstayed his, his time uh, at, at Clemson. I just I don't know. Now, could he be a playoff team? Yes. Um, I just – I'm not. I'm not as confident, and his last three years have have been a struggle. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they win at all this season. Um, I, I still feel like there's. Something I don't even think not... they win the ACC, man. I really okay. don't. See, I, I think they're a playoff team. I, I can see, see that because North Carolina, they've got that boomer bust potential for me. Like Drake yeah. May could 100 take them to that mountaintop. I think Clemson's a little bit more of a complete team. But you could definitely convince me North Carolina is going to be every step of the way. And, uh, you you know, depending what it comes down to, it could come back to which quarterback shows up better that day and May could have a better day than Klub Nick. And there you go. Yeah, I, I'm just that high on Florida State and and North Carolina to, to be the top two. I, I, you know, we've, we've said it about Nebraska for years, but we've also said it about Miami. When's Miami going to have their bounce back? I, I think they're knocking on the door of their bounce back as well. I, I think they're a lot closer than people think. Uh, I think that ACC is wide open. I mean, there's a there's potential for, for uh, both Pittsburgh and Syracuse to be in a conference championship hunt in that conference. Part of this is my, my lower grade on the ACC, I would say. Uh, I, I'm just not that confident. I, I view the ACC a lot like the Pac-12. Except I was say, who's a tougher conference for you, uh, or who's a better conference for you, Pac-12 or ACC? Uh, I this mean, season ACC, might really sway the results too, though. Yeah, a- ACC has a couple of team has has a couple of titles in recent memory, but man, I'm take I'm taking Oregon, Utah, and USC, and now UCLA over over the top four of the ACC any day of the week. Now, yeah. now this I season, bottom, I go ACC this season. I think the bottom of the ACC is a hell of a lot tougher than the bottom of the Pac-12, depending on what Colorado does this year, I guess. But I'm still taking Oregon, Utah, USC, UCLA. Uh, shit, you can, go, you can go top six. I'm, I'm taking Wazoo and Washington State, or Washington and Washington State. I'm taking that top six versus the ACC's top six. Well, yeah, because I got Washington as a top ten team this season. Yeah, They're... and Washington State's knocking on the door too. What they did last year was impressive. Jonathan Smith up at uh, Oregon State too. What he's developed there in a short amount of time, like the the pack is on the rise. It's they've got some yeah. damn good coaches up there right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking gonna... I'm taking the Pac-12 over the ACC. Now, I think the top dog out of the ACC is going to be better than the top dog out of the Pac-12. But as a conference, as a whole, I'm taking the Pac-12 right now. I guess technically, because I've got Clemson at three and Utah, or uh, USC at, at five, I have to say I've got ACC a little higher there. But neither here nor there. My number two is was your number three. I had Michigan at number two. Uh, I had a lot of the same questions you did, which – the 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 uh, rushers, um, I feel like they're going to be fine on the lines. JJ McCarthy, can he take the next step up? And what happens with uh, Quorum? Does he bounce back healthy? And Edwards, for me, 
is a uh, guy to keep an eye on. So who's your two? Yeah. My two is Ohio State. Okay. Um, they just reload, man. And I I think Ryan Day hasn't checked out yet like we expect him to, ex, have all expected him to and leave for the NFL. Um, you know, they have a stable of quarterbacks. I don't know who's necessarily going to win the job after Stroud, but they still have a hell of a lot of receiving talent. They have good running backs. They have playmakers on both sides of the ball. Um, I think this year they kind of right the ship. They go back, they get Michigan. I, I think both teams are in the playoff, though. I think Michigan and Ohio State both make the playoff. The, okay, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned what you who you thought was going to win the game at the end of the season between Michigan and Ohio State. So let's say um, Michigan wins another one. So that'd be three in a row for Harbaugh over Day. Do you think the seat gets a lot hotter under Ryan Day? I absolutely do not. But do you think the seat gets hotter under Ryan Day after losing three straight seasons to Michigan? I think from a fan base perspective, yeah, absolutely. Because it's been so long since they've endured anything like that. Um, now, do I think it comes like that from the administration? I don't know. Um, I lean no with you. I don't think the administration is overly concerned. Even after losing Michigan last year, you still were in the playoff and you were the second most impressive team in that playoff you sh- you should have actually taken down georgia you, you um, were a good kicker which, away from beating first, georgia yeah or or an injury from a wide receiver away absolutely um, if your wide receiver doesn't get hurt and, and honestly i think that's a much more entertaining title game with tcu and ohio state just from a style standpoint they're a little bit closer yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you don't have the uh, what Georgia ended up being, which was a fucking wood chipper that TCU got fed to. And um, you, you've seen what happens when you feed a toad to a wood chipper. It usually doesn't go great. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Ohio State isn't built to just line up and go head-to-head with you on strength on strength, but their skill position players were good enough to to keep that game close. And then – Georgia came out. I, I swear Kirby Smart hit him with the line from Remember the Titans. Just leave no doubt. Um, I, I don't I, – I, I expected that game to be closer. Um, you mean you didn't expect I it don't to be the TCU's, largest bowl win of all time? No, I, I don't think TCU is as bad as they played in that game. Obviously, they made the playoff. They beat Michigan. I, you know, that game was just – here is a perfect storm of um yeah no exactly perfect storm total total uh avalanche coming down the mountain and tcu just ended up being the team there so i got a question for you so since we're talking about ohio state and michigan both of both teams have tremendous running backs you've got travion henderson from ohio state coming back off injury you've got blake corum uh, from Ohio or from Michigan, excuse me, coming off injury. If you had to pick one running back for your team, who are you picking? Are you taking Henderson or Corum? I think I'm taking. I I know you love Corum, but I I think I'm taking Henderson. I think Henderson just. I think Henderson has an extra gear. I I think he he's a little bit bigger. Um, in my in, in my eyes, he runs bigger. Runs a little bit more tall. 
and I could be totally wrong on this, and somebody's going to let me know that I am wrong. But I, I like Travion Henderson better than Blake Corum, and that's not a that's not a shot at Corum. Corum was the best running back in the conference last year, bar none. I, I just think Travion Henderson has a little bit more upside to him than than Corum. No, I agree with you. If I'm an NFL team, I'm taking, especially after the knee injury, I'm taking Henderson above uh, Corum. I love what Corum does in college. And I think for the system that he's in under Harbaugh and what Harbaugh wants to run, perfect running back for it. God, in the Big Ten, that's probably 1A, 1B for me. I'll go Corum just just, just a little bit just to disagree with you as well. But um, I think both are tremendous running backs. And I think Donovan Edwards is up there too and uh, probably top four running back, you know, discussion as well. So, yeah. Um, Donovan I, I, Edwards I mean, definitely deserves to be there. Yeah, he, his track speed is tremendous. I mean, you've seen the way he was running away from defenders in the Ohio State game. So um, let's uh, let's round this this bitch out. Uh, I, I'm guessing you got the same number one I do. Vanderbilt. Georgia. Oh, okay, uh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Georgia. And, until somebody knocks them off their throne, Georgia's number one for me. Now – I guess I have another sleeper. Um, you you can convince me that Tennessee gets into this conversation. I okay, have them I behind Bama you about and them. behind Georgia, but Tennessee's not far off. Yeah, Heupel is yeah, recruiting I, at a I tremendous, what, uh, tremendous clip down yes. there. It's it's crazy. Yeah, he's he's doing a fantastic job. I like Heupel a lot. I hated him as a player, but uh, dude. Dude's dude knows this shit and he's getting it done down there. Yeah, I didn't know if he was actually gonna uh kind of do what he's done or if he was gonna be another kind of Scott Frost clone. I, I think the big things for Georgia come down to who's gonna play the quarterback position for him. Um honestly, they should probably be 14 point favorites in almost every game. You know, the biggest thing is can they keep guys eligible from all the shit that they're doing off the field? If you can keep guys eligible, then you're doing fine. But yeah, that's the biggest thing at this point is are they going to uh, rival those Florida Urban Meyer teams of the 2000s? Yeah, they got enough talent to do it. So for sure. Well, uh, Drake, you got anything else, my friend? No, brother, I am good. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll tap out for the night. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody here on Church of the Corn. We'll drop this bad boy, and it'll probably be out Tuesday like it's been out. So thanks for joining us tonight, everybody, and uh, we'll see you later. Drake, we'll see you later, my man. See you, buddy.